0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. According to the Lord. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servers, Do whatever he tells you. Now, there were six stone jars there for the Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus told them, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. And then he told them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves good wine first, and then... When people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this at the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee. And so revealed his glory. And his disciples began to believe in him. The Gospel of the
1: Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Generally speaking, it may be said that if we have a friend of 20 years, that person is better known to us than when that person was a friend of only five. Over time, we get to know someone, and over time, That friend will reveal himself or herself to us, and we to them, knowingly or unknowingly. We learn things about one another. Sometimes we will tell them, sometimes it will simply become evident to them. Our Lord reveals himself to his disciples gradually, they learn more and more about him. In fact, they continue to learn. It never stops. It doesn't in our life either, by the way. We are always learning more and more about the Lord as He reveals Himself to us more and more throughout our lives. As I said, it never, never stops. If our prayer life is a serious prayer life, we are always learning to know Him better, we are always finding something new, a greater understanding. But today our Lord reveals himself in a particular way. We've seen him doing this. He revealed himself at the Incarnation by becoming man. He revealed himself at his birth. He revealed himself to the Magi. At the presentation of the Temple, again, we learn more about him. When he is found in the Temple by the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, we again learn more about him. And they do, too. The Blessed Mother is always learning more about her son. You learn more about him, of course, at his baptism when he revealed himself publicly and proclaimed his mission as well, the mission of redemption. Today he reveals himself in a unique way in power. At a wedding feast, naturally. At a wedding banquet. We were part of that banquet. In the Old Testament, God was the bridegroom, Israel was the bride. here now our lord becomes the bridegroom and the church becomes his bride and so it's only right that this should happen at a wedding banquet with this great symbolism of the lord as the wedding as the bridegroom even though his bride isn't always faithful as we are not always faithful in any event we are told that his disciples were also invited to the wedding It's been suggested, though, that he brought other people with him because this time there were only five disciples, Peter, Andrew, James, John, and Nathaniel. But other people have been following him, too. And it's been suggested by many that they may have run out of wine because of the uninvited guests who had come. In any event, the wine runs short, which would have been a public embarrassment. Remember, weddings, Jewish weddings in those days could go on for as long as eight days. And the wine runs short. Notice who was aware of this. The wine steward says nothing, but someone is aware of it, the Blessed Mother. She's, she is sensitive to it, and she addresses it. But notice, too, she doesn't ask for anything. She simply points out the problem. Jewish women had no legal authority of standing whatsoever. But don't think that over the centuries... They hadn't learned to control their environment. And don't think that the hand that rocked the cradle didn't rule the world. Jewish mothers in particular knew how to control their world. She simply points out the problem to our Lord because she trusts in him. She knows her son. They have no wine. That was simply a declarative statement. And our Lord then responds to her woman. In the Gospel of St. John, the Blessed Mother is always woman, never mother because she's the new Eve. She's Genesis. She's the woman we see crushing the serpent's head. Woman, imagine, speaking to her mother that way, given the role that she plays, though. She now is united to him in his love and in his redemptive uh, love for us. Woman, how does your concern affect me? Literally in Greek and in Latin, it means, what is that to me, to thee? In other words, then he says, My hour has not yet come. What is that to me, to thee? My hour has not yet come. He joins her in his own redemptive action. Remember, God has his day. The devil has his hour. And when the Lord refers to his hour, which he does over and over again in the Gospel, in the Gospel of St. John in particular, he is referring to his suffering and death, always to his passion and death. That's his hour. In other words, he's saying to her, Woman, the new Eve, If I do this, I now publicly declare myself not only to be the Messiah, which I did at my baptism, but also to be the Son of God. Therefore, the cross is there once again, as it was at his incarnation, his birth at the Magi, at the presentation in the temple, when a sword would pierce the Blessed Mother's heart at the finding in the temple and at his baptism the cross was there and now once again he's saying to her will you accept this? are you ready for it? will you embrace the cross as I must? will you unite yourself to me in my redemptive love? what a question to ask a mother don't you think? my hour has not yet come but his mother is no ordinary individual his mother has been part of this from the beginning too Without knowing exactly what it meant, she accepted all of it, and she continues to do so. Her response is not to him. She doesn't respond to the Lord, but rather to the servers. Notice, in the scriptures, our Lord never changes his mind. You will not find any place in the scripture where our Lord changes his mind. No one ever talks him into anything. It almost seems, though, as this is the exception, but it isn't. The Blessed Mother isn't talking him into anything. He knows what he's going to do. But she says to the servers, not to to our Lord, do whatever he tells you. Those are the last words she ever speaks in Scripture. She never speaks again. Do whatever he tells you. She will be woman at the foot of the cross, but she won't speak. Our Lord will address her for the last time as woman at the foot of the cross. As he performs the work of the new Adam, she is there as the new Eve. Only he can redeem us, but she unites herself to him in his redemptive love. Do whatever he tells you. Do you ever notice in the appearances of our Lord, appearances of the Blessed Mother, uh, whether it be uh, at Lourdes or at Fatima or wherever it might be, those are always her words one way or another. Do whatever he tells you. Because what is her message the Lord's and Fatima? Repentance, prayer, penance. Those are his words. Do whatever he tells you. Those are her last words to us. Do whatever he tells you. And so our Lord then tells them what to do. Fill the jars with water. And we are told that there are six stone water jars, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. About 120 gallons of wine. God always gives us more than we ask of him. Uh, In this case, a great deal more than they asked of him. And our Lord says, fill them, and they do so. And then says, draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. And they do, and of course, there's this great revelation. So, we have the wedding banquet, and we are told that his disciples now, he revealed his glory to them, which means he reveals his glory and therefore moves one more step, actually begins to run towards the cross. His disciples began to believe in him, began. Their journey isn't finished and will not be as ours is not either. That's why our prayer life is going to be the barometer of everything else, because insofar as we are people of prayer to that extent, we know him and we know him better every day. So, the wedding banquet. The wedding banquet, we know what it is. The multiplication... of the wine, water into wine is just another symbol. As is the the loaves and the fish, our Lord is doing something miraculous, but it's all only a sign of the wedding banquet and the great multiplication of Himself, the Eucharist, the giving of Himself throughout history, over and over and over again. This is only a symbol of the Eucharist. As the wedding banquet is a symbol of the Mass, and you and I are present for this banquet, now we enter into it. Except it's no, it's no. How shall I put it? ordinary miracle of just turning water into wine, uh, which is something in itself, we'll admit. But now it's the great miracle of turning bread and wine into the miracle of himself. So we are present for this event. He now goes to the cross, and his sacrifice becomes present to us. We moved into it as well. So we've learned a great deal more now about the love of God, and we enter into that love as he calls us to enter into it. Uh, And we, when we leave here, we'll hear the words of the Blessed Mother over and over and over again as long as we are able to draw a breath. Do whatever he tells you. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy for the Church throughout the world. But her members will always respond to the will of God as it is made known to them. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for all nations of the world, especially our own, that they will listen to the prophets sent to them, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for those who are sick and suffering and dying, that they may know that in their sufferings they are united to Jesus Christ in his suffering. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith, We pray to the Lord. Lord, For greater respect for human life, and especially, of course, this week for life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, and those young men and women who will be unique disciples of the Lord. For greater reverence for the discipleship of marriage and a single life. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. Amen. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed Mercy God, for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that having received uh, the Lord, and that they may use the grace given to them to proclaim him, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our and for all of us here, that having listened to the word of God, we may do whatever he tells us, we pray to the Lord. To the Lord hear our we now join our prayers to those of the mother of the Lord, to the woman as we sing.